Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I wanted to give the Lord a round of thanks in this episode because he does such beautiful, precious things. When we first moved to the land back in 2009, I was appalled by how much resistance we faced all the time. And it felt so strongly like specific targeted attacks. And the level of personal malice really overwhelmed me. That I think in retrospect, that's part of why I didn't pray for eight years because I couldn't handle the really specific to me meanness that the enemy was throwing against me. And I feel like in the last few months, the Lord has started to be so gracious to overturn that narrative and see, or let me see that ways that he is so precious and so beautiful. So one of the examples I was thinking about, um, one of my favorite authors, uh, Gary D. Schmidt, writes children's books. And one of my favorite books is The Wednesday Wars. And I love this book because he does a beautiful job of interweaving different plot lines to create this tapestry of glory. And it's one of those books that I return to sometimes when I need an emotional purge because there are certain scenes that bring me to tears almost instantly. And I appreciate that sometimes. And so I love this book. And then there's a companion book to it called Okay For Now. And I don't love it as much. I probably have only read it once, but it too is very beautiful. And in the book, uh, the main character is uh, deeply in love with a girl, as 12-year-olds can be, and uh, she ends up getting cancer. And she has, I think, a 25% chance to live, which is not fantastic odds, but, you know, it's not 1% or zero. So that's, that's good. And that's where the book ends. (laughs) They're all okay for now. And uh, some years later, I was reading another book by Gary D. Schmidt. And this actually is maybe now my favorite one. And uh, (laughs) the title has just escaped me. It will uh, pay attention, Carter Jones. And I love it. It's totally kind of offbeat. It has over-the-top characters in a way. It's about cricket, or at least that's one of the major plot devices, which I knew nothing about the game of cricket, and now I know as much as that book shows. So, uh, but, you know, at one point, the second time I was reading through, all of a sudden, there was a specific name that caught my eye, and it tied in with the previous books in a way that was so meaningful. Like I just looked at that and I just burst into sobs, like wailing sobs, like, oh, Gary D. Schmidt, you just blessed me with this single sentence that is so precious. And so I I emailed him because I do that periodically and said, thank you. And so uh, <laughs> that, that was beautiful. It was a beautiful interaction. But I think that sense that Not everybody is going to notice that or even care. But for me, it was a specific blessing to me that was so precious. Well, then, so that would be like a secular example, I guess. You know, on my birthday, I I kind of get overwhelmed on my birthday because there's so much love poured out. And 
I can't even read all the messages right away. It kind of overwhelms me. And uh, one of my friends had sent me a voice memo and she just prayed a beautiful blessing over me. And then she was like, I saw this meme and I thought of you and kind of the what I'm hoping for as a result of the fast and the feast that my my son, that he would be stubborn, but he would be stubborn for the kingdom. And it was a beautiful quote, but the photo that went with the quote was of Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill. And I, I have a thing for Sisyphus because in my very favorite series, The Squire's Tales, the main character is kind of in this nihilistic place of everything is dark and despair and King Arthur's Camelot is going to come to an end and there's nothing I can do to stop it. And so why should I even try? Like, why not just kind of give up now? And it's, it's dark and it makes sense that it's dark because when you have the inevitability of a downfall approaching, it's, that's just really dark. <laughs> and, and so he goes down to the underworld to kind of see if there's any hope and it's dark in the underworld, of course. And then he looks over and there is Sisyphus pushing the rock up the slope. But Sisyphus in this telling is whistling because he says, my task may be absurd. So are they all, but I am more than my task. I am Sisyphus. And for me, that is just, I don't know why that is such one of my very favorite moments in all of literature, but it is. I think that sense that you get to define who you are apart from whatever life circumstance you might be facing. And the reality is probably all of us have our moments in life where we feel like we're just pushing a rock uphill and then it rolls down the other side and we have to go and get it and then push it up the hill again, <laughs> whether it be laundry or dishes or whatever it might be. But to say, like, I actually get to be a person with my own emotional well-being apart from the task that I'm given to do. And that's enough for the main character to say, wait a minute, it doesn't matter if in the end Camelot falls because I am more than my identity as a knight in King Arthur's court. And, and so it's, I think it's a very empowering moment. But that was the picture on the meme. And my friend sent this to me without knowing anything about my own personal history with Sisyphus. Of course, she didn't know that. that it's like a very personal thing. And so though that was one of those targeted, beautiful gifts from the Lord. And uh, <laughs> oh, just another one, since I'm thinking about the Wednesday Wars. I was given a piece of jewelry recently. It's a necklace and it has a flower on it. And the the person who made the necklace was really insistent, like, this is a chrysanthemum. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, I once had a friend say that she thought I was an orange dahlia. So maybe I'll just pretend like this is a dahlia. Uh, they, they're kind of similar, you know, lots of petals. And, uh, and so I'd look at this necklace and think about how I'm like an orange dahlia and orange has lots of energy and dahlias have lots of petals and it kind of make me happy. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. But in the Wednesday Wars, the word chrysanthemum is incredibly meaningful, like first time I read the Wednesday Wars and read that word chrysanthemum in the context, again, it was like a deep upwelling of whales that came forth because it was so beautiful. And so there is this other connection that when the designer designed this necklace, she was not like, oh, I think what I would really like is to do this connection with this children's book. 
And no, because that's just a specific meaning for me about working with excellence and being known and seen. And and so I think my prayer, I'll just pray it now. Lord, I thank you that in the way that I have had years where it felt like the only ones that knew me well were the enemy, that I felt like I was being maliciously targeted in ways that I could hardly even handle because it was so unkind. And Lord, I thank you for the ways that you are reversing that narrative, that the reality is that you know every word before it's on my tongue, that you know every thought before it's in my mind, that you know the number of hairs on my head, that you know... (laughs) that you hem me in behind and before. And so, and Lord, I thank you for that. The fact that you sing songs of joy over me. And Lord, I thank you that this is not a unique situation to Amy. Like Amy is the privileged one. No, this is actually what you think about each one of us, that you know us that intimately, that you love us that deeply, that you give us gifts that are so personal and so beautiful, that you speak to us each with our own language, that you speak to us each with the images and the pictures that are comforting to us. Lord, I thank you that you... (laughs) that you are a God of always new surprises. And so I worship you today for the ways that you reach into our lives and bless us. We give you praise, Jesus. Amen.